What's up, guys? This is Vaughn Kohler, and you're listening to the MF CEO Project. Can you name the seven deadly sins? Lust, pride, envy, anger, greed. Have you ever committed any of those? Well, today we are going to talk about the seven deadly sins that destroy the souls of entrepreneurs. That's today's podcast. Get ready. Hey guys, what's up? You're listening to the MF CEO Project. I'm Andy and I am the motherfucking CEO. If you're just tuning in, this is your first time listening, welcome. Um, what is the MF CEO Project? Well, the MF CEO Project is a project that we started about a year ago, basically to bring the truth of entrepreneurship, success, and life in a no-fluff, no-unicorn, no-fuzzy, animal-rainbow, uh, pussified sort of way that America has become. Um, if you're brand new and this is your first time, guess what? We're going to say bad words. We're going to say words that might offend some people. If you're offended by, by curse words, um, there's plenty of other people that you can listen to that will fill your mind with a bunch of bullshit. So, what is a motherfucking CEO? Oh, Andy, I don't, I don't have a business. Why am I supposed to? I don't, I don't have a business. Am I supposed to be a CEO? Motherfucker, you're the CEO of you, okay? And you going through life being a passive little bitch isn't going to get you anywhere. And that's the point of this podcast. The point of this podcast is to get you to sack up, to nut up, to man up, and become responsible for your own fucking life. That's what we're here for. That's what we're going to do. And if this is your first time listening, welcome, because we're about to change your fucking life. Now, I'm here with my co-host, Vaughn, DJ DJ God, the Impaler. What's up, brother? Dude, I this week was crazy, and I'm tired, and I can only imagine how tired you are. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, guys, regular listeners, I apologize. We missed out on a couple podcasts in a row. Um, as you know, I had the Ask Gary V book launch event. Um, I was asked to host the the first inaugural event of his tour, which I am super humbled and honored to be able to do. Uh, it, it went awesome. We killed it. For those of you that showed up, you know what I'm talking about. It was a great event. Um, you know, I, I was losing my voice up until the event. So I started to lose my voice. Uh, and Vaughn and I kind of made a call where we needed to just chill on the podcasting the week before um, because I didn't want to not have the voice for that event. So everything worked out good. We missed a couple podcasts, but now we're back and we're going to get back on track. So I apologize, you know, for not bringing the uh, not bringing the heat the last couple weeks to you guys, but we're going to get it back on, on the rails here. Right. And I know I'm I'm sharing something you would share by uh, by saying this, but, you know, there are a lot of things that we could say about that event. But I was just amazed by the people that came. And, dude, uh, you know, I mean, they, dude, uh, we have people come in from yeah, Africa, Canada, Africa. Uh, I talked to a guy named Pablo, talked to a guy coming up from Texas who had a gun shop by the name of Lance. Yeah. And I did promise there were two young bucks, as you call them, two young bucks from New York, Staten Island and, and Yonkers, Frank and Mike. And they I met those guys. Did you meet? Yeah, were, yeah. were they not really yeah. cool? Yeah, yeah, cool yeah. guys. So they were talking about how they little uh, little, uh, little shorter dudes with dark hair. Yeah, well, I'm yeah. not gonna say shorter because uh, they're little, tall they, as you. Yeah, they yeah. probably yeah, but uh, shorter than but, me. But they listened to the show with their girlfriends. I yeah. thought this was funny. Alyssa and Marissa. So oh, it's Frank funny. and Mike and Alyssa and Marissa. So guys, thanks for coming out. Uh, I promised you I'd give you a shout yeah, out. Yeah, I remember and, those dudes. You know, 
PM me and we'll send you some uh, we'll send you some T-shirts. Or yeah, it was a good so. time, man. Um, you know the people that it, did you notice how positive the atmosphere was? Oh, it was like it was dude, it, it was like charts. you could feel it. You yeah. know, um, I was really really proud of of the culture that we're building through this podcast because yeah. uh, come to find out, you know, after the event, now guys, if you came to the event. You know that I I spoke less than Gary, and some people mentioned they're like Andy. I wish you would have spoke more. Right? Hey, dude, our our purpose of that event was to launch Gary's book. All right, it's his, it was his deal. He asked me to host it. As a host, it would have been rude for me to try to like upstage and talk, you know, and, and take a lot of the time like that. So right. you guys came and you were expecting me to talk, you know, full term. You know, I apologize, but. Um, you know, it was Gary's night, and I wanted to give him that night, and I think it went great. Yeah. So yeah, we're gonna do, we're gonna have plenty of events this year uh, coming up. So yeah, uh, it was. You know, we'll keep you in touch on it that. It was crazy. So, yeah. so I've been taking a lot of uh, questions, obviously, over the last. Well, how long we've we been doing this? A year. Yeah. And uh, so I put them all together, and I kind of arrange them in, in sort of a unique way. And and what I want to do is sort of fire off the questions to you, and you just riff. Let's go. Okay. So the way that I, you know, I mentioned this in the I- introduction, the way that I, I lumped them together is I created seven deadly sins that destroy entrepreneurs. But before we go forward, what do you think is your worst sin? Oh, man. I mean, like, what are you talking about? Like, actual like your deepest, darkest sins? secret that you want everybody the to know. Se- like, I'm a pastor, just pretend like I'm a priest. Like the real sin? Like yeah, the, like the real like, sin. Or the entrepreneurial yeah, sin. Yeah, the, the real sin, and then we'll talk about entrepreneurial Oh, dude, it's sins. always been gluttony, man. Gluttony, okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, let's be real. Yeah. I'm fucking three, I was 325 pounds in, in, in January. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I've lost 30 pounds since then. You know, I like to enjoy food. I like beer. I like, yeah. and I like them in excess. Um, You know, and gluttony could be in a lot of different areas, but- yeah. I'm, I actually would say in a literal sense, you know, food and spirits have been, you know, overconsumption of those things have yeah. been my thing, you know, yeah. to where I struggle with my whole life. Yeah. So. Well, well, I wouldn't say your whole life because, as you know, I was at your high school recently and I came across a picture of one said Andy Frisella who had a post 90210 haircut. And, uh, of course, <laughs> I'm keeping it as blackmail. That but, was pimp, uh, dude. It was pimp. It was pimp. That was you pimp look good. So if, if you all want me to post that on my Insta- Instagram, then flood me with uh, PMs on that. But um, I don't care, I don't man. I'm still, yeah. I look like that and still be pimping. Yeah. I'll make that shit cool again. <laughs> no, I loved it. But I saw I, – I, and the, the picture – You post that on your Instagram, you'll see 100 people fucking rocking a haircut tomorrow. <laughs> that's, that's probably <laughs> true. All right, so deadly sin number one, I would call the deadly sin – of certainty. So this is the thing that I'm getting from all these people, okay? They want to By know- the way, by the way, if you're one of these people struggling with with food and alcohol and things like that, I haven't had a drink in 85 days. Mm. I haven't I've I've down 30 pounds since January, okay? If you're not in control of those things and have struggled with those things, we actually have something going on right now with our company First Form, which is which you can find out about at mytransformationstartstoday.com. It's a transformation contest that we're doing, um, $250,000 giveaway. I'm leading the charge. I put myself out there and said, hey, man, I'm fucking fat, and I'm going to change it, and I'm changing it. Yeah. So if you're one of these people listening and you're having problems with the physical aspects of your life right now, dude, join what I'm doing and you know, hit it up at mytransformationstartstoday.com. Join our program. Let my company help you. you know, and this is my first plug I've ever given myself, ever, for our company on a podcast, but let us help you because right. dude, I'm running fucking six companies. I have no fucking time. 
Okay, I travel every week. I, dude, I promise you, I've got more shit going on than you do right now, and I'm fucking doing it. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening right now and you're struggling, you don't have a fucking excuse. Let's do it together. I'm doing it. You do it with me, and let's make 2016 our fucking bitch. Okay, my transformation starts today. Dot com. That's awesome. my little plug. For I love that. it. I love well, I mean, I know there's people listening that want to change. Right. You know, let's fucking do it. I'm doing it. Right. I'm and, doing it with you. You know, I, sh- I should mention, too, that that uh, it's not just people who are technically overweight that need to. Need no, to it's, respond it's you, to this. whatever you want to change. Right. Whatever. Like, like, like you want to te- gain muscle. Technically, gluttony is not just overeating. Right. Gluttony is not treating your body right. You know, so so there are people and I, and I, I got to take the medicine myself. There are people like myself who don't have trouble, uh, you know, keeping the weight off. But that doesn't necessarily mean I'm healthy. Right. So my number one problem is. Dude, I'm terrible about and drinking Andy, water. Andy, you have a ton of personal trainers, gym owners that listen to you, so they can actually join too. Right, exactly. Yeah. And, so, and that's another way you become a sponsored athlete through our company. Just go to the website and check it out. I don't want to turn yeah. this into a big commercial. Yeah. No, but, it's great. It's great. It's, yeah. it's a good good thing. Because so, people are asking me, they're like, dude, you're down. I can tell you're down. Well, yeah, I'm busting my fucking ass. It's a priority. Mm-hmm. You know, make it a priority for you too. Right. <clears throat> Absolutely. So. Deadly sin number one is certainty, and so what I'm getting from people is that they're wanting to know without a doubt that they've got the best plan, the best product, et cetera. Um, and so the question that I have for you, because I know that you know that this whole idea of certainty is is an unrealistic myth, so what are the things that, that entrepreneurs have to be certain about, and what are the things that practically there's just room for error, there's room for adjustment? Look. I would say this is probably, and you probably know this and why you asked me this first, um, this is probably the, the biggest sin, entrepreneurial, quote, sin that people make because it keeps people from actually becoming an entrepreneur. If you're thinking about starting a business and you're thinking of a plan and you're thinking of going uh, into business for yourself and you're thinking of doing all these things, you're not a fucking entrepreneur. You're not an entrepreneur until you're fucking doing it. Okay, so that's point number one. Mm -hmm. So most people get caught up in the certainty and because everything else in life is is supposed to be certain. You know, Um, you go to school, you get a job, you get married, blah, blah, blah. Those are all assumptions people make for them for their lives. And they believe those things are going to happen. Well, when it comes to designing an entrepreneurial path, they think that they're going to be able to, to plot out from point A to point B. B being where they want to be in, in, in two years, which is reality where they're going to be in 20 years, okay? Mm-hmm. And they think they're going to get there going in a straight line. It's not the way it works, okay? Entrepreneurship is not about the best plan. It's about the best action, hmm. all right? And the best action that's taken on the best plan that you could create is still going to have ups and downs and road bumps and walls that you need to either go over, around, or fucking through. That's the reality of being an entrepreneur. The best guy who knows how to adjust, who knows how to adapt, who knows how to take these things and turn them into lessons on how to progress, that's going to be the guy who fucking wins. All right? Not the guy with the best plan who never fucking takes the first step because there's always uncertainty. Uncertainty should be the driving force behind your willingness to improve and learn and progress okay 
Do you get what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where I'm going. So that's going to motivate me to educate myself more, to do more, to stay later, to execute more, to make another call, to send another email, blah, 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 blah down the road until I get where I want to go. That uncertainty is fear that you should use to propel you forward. All right. And if you just look at it as trying to make it certain, you're missing the fucking point. Absolutely. We, we get questions about this so much that I actually posted about this on Instagram the other day because people confuse certainty with intentionality and they're, whether it's all of life or whether it's their entrepreneurial plan, they want to have the plan. And I've always telling people like, don't let, don't let uncertainty keep you from being intentional. You don't need the plan for your life right now, but you do need a plan. So just execute. You the make plan. the best plan you right. can. And then you, you move forward and right. adjust the plan as you go. Right. That's it. And that's the way it works. Right. Yeah, I love that you just use the word adjust because that leads us to the second deadly sin that destroys the souls of entrepreneurs, and that is rigidity. And a lot of the questions that we get have to do with, you know, people's inability to adapt or evolve to a situation. And so I guess my question for you, because you've talked about this a lot, in practical terms, how have you developed a skill at adapting? How, how have you learned to embrace change? Dude, it comes from being aware of what the results you're getting, okay? If you're executing on something and it's not producing results, okay, there's two options there. Either A, it's not working, or B, you're not letting it work long enough, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to be able to, to, to take a very non-opinionated, uh, um, open, you know, view of honest an honest view of of a realistic view of what is actually happening because it's very easy and to get caught up when you're not doing very well in entrepreneurship you're just starting out you're not making money it's very easy to give up on things that will work that you're just not being patient enough to allow to work and i'm probably stepping over one of your other sins here which is patience i'm sure because Whatever. I don't know because Vaughn doesn't fill me in ahead of time. Well, but. I don't. And, and I should point out that but, these, but aren't, these aren't the seven deadly sins. These are just seven deadly sins. Right. So there's lots of sins. Right. Yeah. And lack of patience is one of them, right. whether it's in this podcast or not. Right. But the point is this. <clears throat> you can't be so rigid that you stick to something that isn't working because you like it. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And you think it's right. And you don't want to be wrong because you have pride, all right? You have to be able to recognize in an honest fashion whether or not you have a good plan and you just haven't given it enough time or you have a bad plan and it doesn't matter how much time you give it, right? And a lot of people, you know, quote, unquote, fall in love with their ideas and their methods. And a lot of entrepreneurs, they want to be right, okay? Well, I don't want to be right. I want to be fucking rich, all right? right. And a lot of times... It's going to take you being able to look at yourself in the fucking eye and say, you know what? This is wrong. I've got to, I've got to change my plan. Or the, your, your consultant or your manager or your, your, your hourly employee that you have helping you, it's very, very, very likely that they actually have a better idea than you. Okay? So being able to, to like get rid of the ego, okay, and look at things honestly and be self-aware of, what it is you're doing, why you're doing it, and if it is or isn't working is a huge key to moving away from being too rigid, okay? And there's things that do require you being rigid, but there's, but it's almost like an art, you know? It's not 
there's not a set set plan I can sit here and give somebody to how the right amount of rigid. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cause sometimes like, dude, sometimes I know I am right and it isn't playing out the way. And I know long-term I'm right. And I'll have people disagree with me. I'll have people tell me I'm wrong, but in the long term, I'll fucking win because I know, right. but there is other times where I know that what I've decided was wrong. And then when those times come, I've got to let my, my, my rigid nature go and adjust. Right. Okay. So would you say that one way to say it, or at least addressing part of the issue is that definitely be rigid on principles that are time tested and work for business, but don't be so rigid on your plans. So rigid on principles, you know, good principles of, of business, good principles. I would of say sales. rigid, rigid on your values, you know, rigid, rigid on your, on your values, core yeah. values of what you stand for, what your company stands for, um, and be fluid in your plan, mm-hmm. you know, allow, allow things to change, allow your plan to evolve. You know, what you think is the right way today will not be the right way two years from now. I promise you. Right. Promise you. Right. So I love the fact that you use the phrase, don't fall in love with, and then what you talked about, because I think you said that at our recent event, which was don't fall in love with how you originally became successful or, or, you know, made your money at first because that might change. Actually, Gary said that. Oh, Gary said that. Okay. But the thing is, is he's, you know, we've both said that in different ways. Right. You know, that is the truth. Because if you become, you know, attached to how you did things before when it worked, you're blocking yourself off from learning how to do them from this point forward, which I guarantee you, whatever you did the last 10 years is not going to work the next 10. It's just not. Mm -hmm. World's changing. And we're in the middle, we're in the middle of a revolution and the people who can, who can not only just swim with the way things are going, but also predict the moves that are about to be made and not react, but actually see the future are going to be the ones that win big. Mm -hmm. The ones that learn how to react to what's going on are the ones that are going to win. And the ones who don't react and who still do things the way they used to do them are going to be the ones that lose. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So do you think this all figures into that old cliche, nothing fails like success? Like when, if you succeed, sometimes the people who fail the most are the people who've already had a little success, and then they just get, they just get in that groove, and then they do look. Say, they hammer, know, they hammer people, the one plan. Most people it, get a minimal amount of success. They get a couple fucking toys. You know, they get a cool car. They might get a boat. You know, they get a nicer house, and then they think they made it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They they come to work. They're not. They're not. They have no sense of urgency. They're not trying as hard as they used to. They're not trying to evolve. They, they're kind of like just letting things run and they put their feet up and they put their hands behind their head. They're like, oh, I'm the boss, blah, blah, blah. And dude, you know what? Those people get their fucking asses beat, mm-hmm. especially now. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, <clears throat> look at, and I love this example. I'm going to bring up Gary again, but example that Gary uses all the time is, is fucking Uber. Dude, do you think the cab companies five, 10 years ago were like worried about somebody developing a fucking app that, allowed regular people to pick up people versus the cabs the cabs are fucked you know hotels are fucked now you got airbnb doing this shit all right now you've got a way to rep to rent cars this way there's a there's an app that you can rent luxury cars when you go out of town instead of like these shitty fucking rental cars that companies give you and you actually rent people's cars versus the car rental business dude these people they sat on their ass they sat on their hands they thought they had the fucking market cornered, and now what? Hmm. You see what I mean? Absolutely. That's why you always have to be looking ahead. No matter how, no matter how much money you're making, doesn't mean you're winning. It means you're winning now. It means what you've done 
for the last five or six years was the right thing. It doesn't mean that what that is going, what you've done is going to ca- cause you to keep winning. Now, what are these hotels going to do with Airbnb? Now, what are the cabs going to do with Uber? I don't know, man. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, it's going to be interesting <laughs> to see. I don't think the cab companies are going to be able to fucking make it. You know, not like they used to. It's at least going to cut huge margins into the. You know, what do you want to do? Get in a cab, get in a fucking dirty cab where somebody probably just puked in it from being too drunk or earlier. Right. In, you know what I'm saying? Some right. nasty, shitty fucking cab with like fucking, you know, germs all in it. Or do you want to get in somebody's nice? I mean, I'm going to tell you right now, you know, and I know not everybody can fucking afford Uber black, but I'm going to tell you, I'm fucking calling an Uber black. The guy's going to pick me up in a nice Audi or BMW. It's going to be nice and clean. Dude, when I was in Austin, Texas for Gold Rush, I took an Uber black to go out to the bar that I was going to meet everybody at, and I left my fucking iPhone in the fucking Uber, hmm. and an hour later, the dude found me in the bar with my iPhone. You think you're going to get that from a cab company? No. Hmm. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But my point in this is that... Dude, you should totally... I'm serious. You should sign up to be an Uber driver. <laughs> Pick him up in a Lambo? Wouldn't, would that not be the coolest <laughs> thing ever? All the rolls. Pick yeah. him up in the rolls. Take, take, take Tyler... Video the whole thing. That, that would, be, would dude, be that would be a good video. Awesome. <laughs> Confession. Would be People so would freak the fuck out. Awesome. <laughs> Andy's cab confessions. Yeah. No, dude, we can we, ask we questions. Have to, we have. To oh, do dude, that. that'd be awesome. We have to. Do that. By the way, folks, I'm gonna make a plug for this. I'm so I'm, glad I thought of this idea, Vaughn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I got another brilliant idea. I'm gonna put Andy on the spot here. Andy's that, got a brilliant idea. I, well, yeah. Right. You, you just All shout, the ideas yeah. are mine, son. I, I'm just the, I'm just the second brain, but, but. I really, really think we should do a spring break uh, podcast episode. What do you mean? Like fly somewhere and then bring yeah, a bunch look at you trying to get around. No, all the girls. no, no, no. I, I'm really doing this for. Co- I didn't say girls, but bringing guys and girls. You know, bringing college students, ask them questions, put them. You know, DM or PM or whatever, or just shout out to Andy. If it's you going down on the if DM. You, if you if you think that that's a good idea, hey, Vaughn, tell us. Finish the sentence. It's going down on the DM. Finish <laughs> the next line. Is that DJ Collin? I don't know. You know the next line. If, don't it's, you know not, if it's not NWA, I don't know it. No, I just know that. I know that one. It goes <laughs> down in the DM, and then the next line is what Snapchat is that? Is that Notorious B.I.G.? I have no idea. You, I, I only you heard, know what? I played it in the car for you. you, you only, yeah, laugh. I only heard yeah. it one time, and yeah. it was in your car. My, it, I, my rap funny name, song. Well, is, my rap name would be either Easy V or Notorious VRK. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's original. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Where were we? Yeah, let's go. Okay, anyway. So, because number two and number three are so uh, similar, I want to I clarify. So, obviously, number two, the sin of virginity, inability to adapt to the market. Did you say the sin of virginity? I hope I didn't. I, <laughs> I might have. Said. I might have. Well, the the sin of rigidity is the inability to adapt or evolve to the market or the needs of your you know particular industry. Number three, and it's awesome. This is why I don't prepare you too much ahead of time because we're completely tracking. You mentioned Uber, so number three is the unwillingness to break rules. This is what the uh, the the technical term is fastidiousness. It's uh, just I don't so, even know if I can say that. I don't think you can. But here's fastidiousness. So here's what, fastidiousness. So how I mean, do you know? So so clearly, and I would love, and I know that the listeners would love for you to speak specifically to how you broke the rules in your own industry. But how do you, Andy Frisella, how did you know? Okay, okay look, these are the rules not to break. If and these you don't are the rules fucking break. break rules, the best you're going to be is another version of somebody else. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and to be great in your business, 
Okay, a lot of people get into business, and this is how I know they don't know what the fuck they're doing or haven't thought through their plan. They say this, hey, what's your business? Oh, it's blah, 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 blah. It's just like, uh, and they give a fucking major name, right? So, like, in our industry with our supplement stores, you know, and I used to think this, and I used to say this too, but it would be like, yeah, we own supplement superstores. It's just like GNC, right? Mm -hmm. That was like my way to describe it but that's not that is not the way you should think about your company okay Mm -hmm. i used to say that when i was younger i don't fucking say it anymore right i said we beat the fuck out of them which we do yeah and if you're listening at gnc we're going to continue unless you come buy my shit (laughs) so um anyhow here's the reality um you have to understand and know that you have you have to innovate and you have to change the rules and you have to make something about yourself and your company that makes people raise an eyebrow and say, whoa, that's different. That's that is sort of like this other thing, but it's different. And I like this difference. OK, so what is that going to be for you? And you're asking, how do you know what to break and what not to break? Mm-hmm. Well. I think that you have to look at the way things are going. You have to look at the market, not just your market, but all markets, the way business is being done and work with the way business is being done. A lot of people try to do business the way it worked 20 years ago, and that just doesn't work anymore. And then they, and then they were like, well, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do. Well, you're doing everything that's already been done. You're not doing everything you're supposed to do because there really isn't anything you're supposed to do. You know what you're supposed to do? You're supposed to sell shit. Mm-hmm. All right. You're supposed to solve a problem. Those rules you cannot break. Mm-hmm. Solve, a pro- solve a problem. Do the right thing. Treat your customers well. Create enough impact on a customer that they spread good word of mouth. Those are rules that you never want to break. Right. How you do those things, are that's where you want to break the rules. That's where you want to change the game. And that's where you need to see, you know, your competitive advantage is going to be in what you can do differently than the other guy that's already done this. Because if you're just trying to copycat someone, the chances are they are they already have the market share and you're not going to be able to pull it from them. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. So, so I th- go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, well what I was I was gonna say is I also think in observing what you and Chris have done with first form is that you mentioned solving a problem. I think knowing which rules to break is in order to know that you have to see which rules suck. What like so you looked at the fitness industry and the supplement industry and you said, Okay, here's kind of the the whole culture of it and here's a rule that is in effect that and that rule sucks. Well so I'm gonna you, break that when rule. You, when you look at something and and I'm not gonna get into Does specific, that make sense? Yes. Okay. I'm not gonna get into specifics about my business because I know I've got a lot of people that listen that do what I do, and that's fine. Cause I don't think they can fucking do what I do anyway. But the reality is I'm still not gonna get into specifics because I don't have to. Here's the thing. If you look at something in your business and you ask yourself, why do we do it that way? And the answer is because it's always been done that way. That's something that you can probably improve. Right. Okay. That's something that probably needs to be ripped up and redesigned in a better, more efficient, more effective, more impactful way. Mm -hmm. All right. And that's what I'm saying. So like, you know, oh, well, why do we, you know, market like this? Well, because everybody else does it. Or why do we... Uh, handle our customers like this because that's how it's always been done. Those are the things and those are the opportunities that you have to rip apart and examine and come out with something better than the competition. All right. And that's what, that's what I've always done. But most people 
won't do that because their level of entrepreneur, like there's different levels of entrepreneur, right? We've talked about this when Gary Vee was on, when we went to New York to have him on. There's guys who are grade A, fucking top level builder entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. That's me. That's what I am. I'm going to fucking look how to beat you and improve on every fucking level, every fucking day. If you're in my industry and you're coming against me, I feel bad for you. All right. Because I'm not going to quit and I don't do it for the money. I do it because I fucking like it. Mm-hmm. All right. I just like to win. I like to come up with new shit. If you are and are there companies bigger than me right now? Yeah, there are. But they're also been in a lot longer than me, too. All right. Here's the other thing. You have to be able, you know, most entrepreneurs are not that kind of person. They're the kind of people who look at other people and they say, oh, that looks good. That looks easy. That looks like something I could do. I could do that. And then they just do it. And those are the people that never really find any success. They might be able to, to they might be able to like pay their bills and shit, but you know, they're not going to be at the top of their industry, innovating, leading, you know, creating new shit. They're just me tubes, right. you know, and there's, I would say 80% of entrepreneurs, 85% of entrepreneurs are me twos. All right. You know, maybe I love that. I've never heard you say that. Like me too's, like you know specifically. Yeah, no, I, I yeah. love that phrase. Yeah. Like don't be a me too. Right. Don't, yeah. But you but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, oh absolutely. Right? Oh, yeah. that looks good. I could do that. Yeah. So I'm gonna do it too. Yeah. That's you're you're gonna have minimal success with that. Right, right. You know it's funny you should say that about the GNC because when people when I first started working with you and people say, Well, so what is he like? Uh, or what's his business like? I <laughs> I would actually say well, I'd say it's like GNC, but that's kind of an insult. Right. How yeah. will the tanning beds work out for you? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, so, you know, for what it's worth, I, as you were talking about breaking rules, I, I, I do have to say it's kind of nice that I've known you long enough and I've been and I've been following you long enough on on Instagram that I actually remember early on and you making all your posts and your motivational posts. I actually remember people dogging you saying, dude, this is an Instagram. This is Instagram. Why are you making your captions so freaking long? Yeah, and what's you know? everybody else doing now? Right, they're all doing exactly. it. Right, exactly. Which, again, that's breaking rules and being being a Look, first dude, adopter. That, that's, that's a perfect example. That's yeah. a perfect example. Here's another perfect example. I've scrapped my Instagram method like seven times. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like what I like to post, I've thrown away and restarted a bunch of times because I'm always trying to get better. But that's a perfect example. You know, I, everybody was like, no, this is for fucking pictures, not captions. Right. You know, dude, I got 400 fucking thousand followers because of my captions. Right. You know, very few people follow me for my fucking artistic pictures that I post. Right. It's all about the caption. You know what I'm saying? That's why the engagement on the post is so high. But when I started, every fucking page who I, you know, worked with and, and all these people, dude, I'm not fucking reading that. That's like a book. Well, then I'm not probably fucking for you, motherfucker. Right. Go look at your fucking rainbow pictures and go jerk off to JC Penney's at home and eat fucking bonbons and play Call of Duty. Fuck you. Yeah. You know, I'm doing me. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. It's funny how, I mean, every industry, every area of life has their like their objective standards of what is considered. You have to do this. You have to do great. You know, this. No, to, to you don't have to greatness. do shit. You have to right. do you and be fucking great at it. Right. Well, and my point is, is that you, you like, you know, I'm a writer. I like to read novels. There are there are. And if famous... you don't have your own fucking style. Right. Nobody's going to fucking listen. To exactly. You. Exactly. Like William Faulkner writes oh, and, the most wait, ridiculously long Vaughn, sentences. Vaughn, Andy, Andy, you cuss too much. <laughs> oh, really? Well, I just cuss too much for you. Right. Okay, 
Go listen to fucking Fru Fru LaRue, whoever the fuck over there. Right. Stay off my fucking page and my podcast, motherfucker. Right. I like to cuss. If you don't like it, go the fuck over there. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And like, dude, most people will hear that kind of criticism and they'll fucking stop their own style. They'll stop their own fucking progress because they, they come down to this, you know, thing that everybody else wants them to be, quote unquote, everybody else, one motherfucker. Right. Right. And then they become this vanilla fucking nothing that nobody gives a fuck about. Right. You know, right. That's a fucking sin of whatever we're talking about, too. Yeah. But again, I mean, it's the tr- it's that is the defining characteristic of characteristic of anybody who's been most people can't successful. do that dude most people I can't know. do that most people cannot be true to themselves isn't it funny though like i don't think all of our listeners are old enough to remember this but if you remember the 80s like business advertisements and logos and everything it was like this just puking color and big fonts and everything and then apple came along at, at some point made it simple and made it super simple and I'm sure at some point they were like, what are they doing? This is like one word with a white background. And then all of a sudden over time, everybody was doing it. Like, oh, simple's the new thing. Right. But again, it's it's like, you're right. I mean. Dude, look, like I said, most people don't know, the fu- they don't know why they're doing what they do. Right. They just fucking do it because right. everybody else does it. Right. Don't be that guy. Right. Exactly. So that is the sin of unwillingness to break rules. That's number three. Number four is the deadly sin of con- having control issues. So what I'm doing, what I'm talking about here is not knowing what to do yourself and what to recruit others to do. So how did you determine Very that? Very fucking simple. You've got to be humble. All right? This is being, this is humility. This is, I don't know that, so I'm going to find somebody who fucking knows it better than me, and I'm going to ask them, quote unquote, pay them to come do that for me. Do you know how much shit goes on in my office that I don't know how to fucking do? Most of it. Most of it. You know what I do know how to do? I know how to fucking sell better than anybody in this office. I know how to fucking speak better than anybody in this office. I know how to think big better than anybody in this office. Other than that, everybody else is better at whatever the fuck they do than me. Mm. Okay? And that comes down to me being humble enough to say, that guy's good at this. That guy's good at this. That guy's good at this. Let's put them together and create a fucking team that goes out and bashes faces. Right. Mm -hmm. But most fucking quote unquote business owners want to be the fucking best at everything. You can't be the best at everything. It's not reality. You've got to be humble. You've got to say, hey, I don't fucking know how to do that and go find somebody that knows how. And then you hire them. okay? because likely is they don't know how to be a CEO. There's a whole book about this. Good to great. Mm -hmm. All right. Good to great. Good to great. You're going to email me. What's that book you said? Good to great. Is it Gary Collins? Is that his name? uh, Or something like that. It is Collins. Something like that. But dude, it's it's fucking good to great. Good to great. Good to great. Good to great. Don't email me about it. It's fucking good to great. Right. Okay? Right. So the whole book about it. The whole basis of the book is this. You're driving a bus. You're trying to get the bus to a destination. And your job as the fucking driver of the bus, the CEO, is to put the right people in the right seats. And most people can't fucking do that. Most business owners have too big of an ego, too big of a sense of self that is overinflated to where they can admit that, hey, fucking Susie is way better at this than me. Tommy's way better at that than me. Johnny's way better than this. And let them do those things, and I'm going to do what I fucking do, mm-hmm. right? And that, that's what it comes down to. You have to be humble. You have to be humble to fucking bring people on that know shit and you pay them and you trust them and you listen to them. And there's going to be times where you do 
know something. Like, for example, all right, graphic designer. I don't know how to fucking design graphics. But, like, when I know what looks good, okay? So, mm-hmm. this I've had problems with this before, and you will too. Graphic designer designs what he thinks is going to look good. All right? Well, I'm the fucking salesman. I know what's going to fucking sell. Mm-hmm. So, I look at that and I say, hey, that looks like shit. This is what you got to do. They get all pissed off, right? They're like, oh, you don't like my fucking artwork. Uh, well, you're not a fucking salesman. I know what's going to fucking sell, right? right? So it's give and take. S- sometimes that dude's that dude, instead of crying and pouting in his fucking Starbucks and at you know in his fucking hipster fucking outfit, that motherfucker should be should be learning about what it takes to sell on your design. So it's a two way street. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So just because you think you made something that looks pretty doesn't mean that you know the fucking sales aspects and vice versa. So both people need to be willing to learn from each other and work together for the fucking common good, which is winning. Right. 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 So, so I'm going to invite Mr. Asterisk hole in here because I know we've gotten emails like about this. Yeah. So due to have done nothing that fucking think they know better. <laughs> right. So, so Mr. Asterisk hole says emailing in from his mom's basement. Exactly. Mr. Asterisk hole says, well, Andy, you're all about personal development and being humble and learning and making yourself better. And you've often said to us, like, if you don't know something, teach yourself how to do it. So how do you justify that or how do you reconcile that with telling people well, at some point you're just going to have to come to the conclusion that you don't know something and somebody's better at this than That's you That's about being effective. How can I be effective at what I'm good at if I fucking learn how to do Photoshop and I learn how to fucking do accounting and I learn how to do video editing? How can I be effective at what I do? There's not enough fucking hours in a day. Right. All right. Let's use some common sense. Right. Okay. Th- that's probably why this dude's living in his fucking mom's basement. Right. And I would say that also has to do with what is necessary. Like, if you are the only person who works for you, then yeah, you're probably going to have to do the best you can and teach that's yourself right. how to you're do gonna stuff. You're going to have to learn a little bit. But and do eventually you're going to surround yourself with people who exactly. help you. Yeah. Okay. Great. Seven deadly sin number five is what I would call lack of discernment. And this is what I mean. A lot of people that follow you are really good. They're humble. They want to learn. But they get, they get paralysis because they ask all these people their opinions. How do you know who to listen to and how do you know who, who not to? And I would add this real quick is that sometimes I'm gonna answer the experts this. are wrong. I'm going to answer this in fucking one sentence. Has the person that you're asking the information from done what you're asking about period hmm. end of fucking sin move on to the next one okay okay number six the sixth deadly sin that kills the souls of entrepreneurs poor judgment of people so don't trust people to do a good job or trust the wrong people how do you spot a social climber a crook are there any telltale signs or someone you just don't want to be in, you know, bed with in terms I of business. I think judging people, certain people have a gift for judging people. I have an extremely fucking good gift and a good radar for knowing somebody instantly. Within, if I would say, did you have that twenty years ago? Yes, I've okay. always had it. Okay. If I were to say what my biggest skill as a human is, it's to be able to judge somebody within fucking one minute of meeting them and knowing exactly what they're all about, and. I cannot think of maybe but once or twice in my life to where I where I was even sort of wrong. And I wasn't actually wrong. What happened was 
this good person that was a good person got involved in other things like drugs mm-hmm. or they, ch- you know what I'm saying? Right. So my, Im- right. my impression was right. Right. And then they got they involved degenerated. in things. Right. They changed. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I am fucking gifted when it comes to that. But I will say that that is that in general people, for most people, that's a skill that you have to develop. Mm-hmm. And the way, how do you develop any skill, Vaughn? You fucking get up when you're, when you're a little bitty kid and you start to walk, you fall, right? Right. Do you quit? No, nope. you get back up, you take a few more steps, you fall again. All right? It's the same thing with this skill. This skill, hear me, skill that we're talking about. This is I have a gift for it. Most people don't, and that doesn't mean you can't develop the skill. The skill is developed through making bad decisions mm-hmm. about people. Mm-hmm. Okay? So you are going... You are going to fall for some scams. You're going to fall for some hucksters. You're going to make mistakes in judging people. And what you need to do, instead of what most people do, which is cry and whine and go on Facebook and fucking write a status, but whole people are mean, take notes of these characteristics and how you feel in your gut and remember them so that when the next fucking guy comes along with that same shit, you have developed that feeling to the point where you're like, I, don't, I just don't like that guy. I don't, there's something about him I don't like. I'm not taking them on. I'm not hiring. Yeah. I'm not working with them. Yeah. You see what I mean? Absolutely. So and the old, it, it's the old saying, nothing teaches like experience. Exactly. Yeah. It's just a skill. And and I could speak on this because there's other things that I'm not gifted at. Okay. And there's friends of mine who are, they're the kind of people who trust everybody. And I've watched them go through life, get burned, boom, 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 boom. And now 15 years later, they're still in business and they're fucking experts at people. Okay, it's just going to be something that you're going to have to learn, mm-hmm. and you're going to take your bumps, you're going to take your bruises, you're going to take your punches in the face, and that's okay. Don't let it spoil humanity for you. You know right. what I mean? Most of the people are good. I've had, you know, over the course of my time, I probably had a thousand people work for me. Most of them are fucking great. Many of them have moved on to other things, right? Because we only have a hundred something people, so obviously many of them have moved on. Because they've, they've outgrown, their life has outgrown where our business was at the time, and they've moved on and become successful. They were, most of these people, even though they aren't here, were great fucking people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I would say, out of the people I've dealt with in business and life, m- most people are good. You're going to have some shit balls, and you're going ha- to get fucked over by them. Just try to keep those mistakes not, you know, not um, fatal. So... I have to raise this question and uh, shut me down if you think I'm, I'm, I'm treading into uh, dangerous waters by, by maybe raising a question about something Gary said. But So, Gary, you were there at the, the event. He said... I was? He, <laughs> you were there. Uh, he said he has no expectations of people. Like, nobody disappoints him because he has no expectations. I think that's fair. I think he basically drove that point home. So, I mean, would you how, – how, what do you think relative that, to that I comment? think that depends on the context of the relationship. I mean, if you're going to hire somebody to work for you, you ha- he has fucking expectations of people that he right. hires. Right. Okay? So there's context. You think he just meant basically human nature? Yes. Okay. You know what I'm saying? He, yeah. He's talking about in general terms. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's I contact. have to say, I still think that's a little jaded. In what to, way? To, 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 I mean, just to, be, I, if I understood him correctly, and Tyler, you were there too, but he was just saying, like, he had come to a point in his life where he is not surprised by anything. If the ni- I mean, if I understood him correctly, he was saying, if the greatest okay, so person he survi- knows that's completely sur- screws him over, that's a survival it doesn't technique. bother him. Okay, first of all, I'm sort of the same way as well. 
And that comes from experience because I guarantee you he's been fucked over a million times. And you get to the point now, like, dude, when the first time somebody screws you over in business, it like emotionally fucking destroys you. And you spend all this time, you're like, I did all this stuff for this person and they totally screwed me. Ah, and you spent, you like emotionally bury yourself. You know what I'm saying? And dude, I guarantee it's happened enough to him to where he, and I'm not, I'm, I'm going to speak for him because I fucking, I guarantee you he'll say something similar. Well, actually what Gary will do, we'll say something totally opposite and then agree. <laughs> but, the, but what'll happen is, um, you know, you get screwed over enough. You, you, you learn to cut the emotional aspect of it off and you say, Hey, uh, it is what it is. Shame on that person. I'm doing me. I'm doing what I think is right. My intentions are good. And that person has to deal with the decisions that they made. And that's how you, that's how you keep from like driving yourself fucking insane by what other people do. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah. other people are going to treat you bad. Go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say he, the way I understood it is he, he was basically saying bad shit does not affect him anymore. No, because dude, you can't tie emotions to it. You know that, this is this. I love this. So like Conor McGregor just lost that fight. Right. Did you watch that fight? I, I didn't, but I re- I watched all the videos associated oh, with it. Oh, dude, and the read best the fucking thing he said. Stuff. Best thing he said, and and people. Oh, and how how about that dude trying to be like, oh, you didn't like Floyd, but you like you like Conor. No, I fucking like both of them. <laughs> right. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. But Conor's just different than right. in a lot of ways. But what I did like was, he goes, "Hey man, I'm gonna go have a drink." Because I'm going to celebrate, I'm going to celebrate adversity, and you know what? Adversity should be celebrated just as much success because adversity is why you have success. Mm-hmm. I thought that was the greatest fucking loss statement in the history of sports because it's the truth. How many times have I said that? Uh, absolutely, tons of times. I have to say that I kind of liked it because it was a almost like a and, twisting mockery it, of the yeah, celebration. And you know what else thing. he said too? What's that? I'm still going to have steak tomorrow for breakfast. <laughs> and I fucking loved it. I'm like, That's dude, great. that is That's awesome. I, I, I love his, uh, I love his accent. Oh, dude, dude. He's dude. I just, I just yeah. love the attitude. Yeah. You know, you yeah. fucking talk shit. You're going to have to be humble about when you lose. And then if you yeah. can talk shit and then you could still be humble and lost and say, you know what? I wasn't prepared as I thought I overestimated this dude or I underestimated this dude. He was bigger than me. He was stronger than me. I wasn't as good a shape as I should have been. Blah, 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 blah. All the shit that comes with it. And I know people who fight who he didn't actually say that. I don't give a fuck what he actually said. The dude was humble and lost. Right. And I appreciate that. Right. You know right. what I mean? And and just referring to the uh, what you said earlier. I, you and I have still going to have steak for breakfast. baby. Right. Exactly. But you and you I have talked about. But this. that's the point. That's the point. The point of this fucking the point the point of the point that we're talking about is this. People are going to do bad shit. People are going to screw you over. People are going to take advantage of you. People are going to hurt you. But guess what? You're still going to have steak for breakfast tomorrow, baby. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, guys, uh, I'm going to hit the number seven deadly sin in just a second. But if you want to uh, check out the show notes for this podcast, go to the mfceo.com forward slash P. Just give me a second here. We don't edit these podcasts. I'm looking at my notes. P52. The mfco.com forward slash P52. That's going to be the, excuse me, I'm, I'm losing it. P53. P53 is it. Is You're the, fucking fired, I know, Vaughn. I know. I'm, Vaughn. It's too, it's too much bong and whatever. Too, too much, too much bong, <laughs> bong resin in your brain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just, I just watched Tommy Boy, so that's yeah. what I was thinking of. But Hot, um, your, your brain's filled with hops and yeah, bong, exactly. bong resin. No, it's, it's the mfco.com forward slash P53. 
Uh, the other thing is, guys, connect with us on social media, on Instagram, and pretty much everything else. Andy is at Andy Frisella. Snapchat is at uh, MFCEO-1. Guys, follow me on the fucking internet. Yeah. Or I'll yeah. come to your house and fucking <laughs> slap you in the face with a peanut butter spoon. Yeah. I don't know what that means. But I'm at Vaughn Kohler, V-A-U-G-H-N. Nobody likes peanut butter on the side of their face. K-O-H-L-E-R. And Tyler is at my Tyler, which is M-A-I underscore T-Y-L-E-R. He is the internet gold standard for male selfies. All right, so back to back to number That's seven. Actually, kind of true. <laughs> Tyler's laughing here, but it is actually true. It is, but you know what? Listen, if I was as pretty as Tyler, I'm I, just I saying, pro- dude. Probably if probably I was that too. handsome, I'd be doing yeah, it too. Yeah. You know, and I mean, I'm not I, I, I can't hate. I mean, the, I hate. I hate as a joke. Listen, if you want a who's who and in, in good-looking girls on 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 the uh, Instagram, just just check out Tyler's following because it's that's pretty much what it. That's where you. They're, they're or like who place. I follow. Yeah, or, yeah. Or, or who you follow. Yeah, so. I you got the weirdest standards of like what, like, dude. You and I rarely agree on attractive yeah. girls. Oh yeah, you're I, like, yeah I that like, is true. I will say that I was totally shocked when I started getting to know Tyler, and I just assumed he was all about like the big boob, you know, Barbie type. And nah. he's not. I we don't always like, agree. We're all yeah. him and I are always debating. We're like, no, yeah. I, I like yeah, I like yeah. my high class broads. Yeah, 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 yeah you yeah, do. Fucking yeah. heels, yeah. knows how to dress, fashion sense. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I saw him over my house a couple nights ago before I like, dude, I walked in and him and Emily were all having a good time. Yeah. What's up with that? Yeah, I mean, she's a little too country for me. <laughs> so you don't got to worry about anything. You're so full of shit. <laughs> too country. How can a girl be too country? I like know. I said, I like my high class broads. I like I like Polish chicks. You, you do? I do. One in particular. Plus, I know she's been ruined by Andy. Who's been ruined by Andy? Oh, oh, oh Emily. He's Italian. <laughs> <laughs> What's her maiden name? Uh, should we say it on the air? Maybe not. Is she Italian? Is Emily Italian? She is now. She is now. All right. <laughs> Stick her over. All right. All right. Well, on that note, number seven. And again, you know, we can't we can't plan this stuff, folks. This is real life. Number seven is the seventh deadly sin of misinterpreting the status of your business, which in layman's terms is not having patience. And this is what I mean. This is the, these are the questions that people throw out to us. How do you know really whether it's working or not? Is revenue the only real indicator? Could you be making good money now, but there's signs of impending doom? What if it doesn't seem like anything is going right? Should you keep on keeping on? All of those tie in, yes, of course, it, patience. They tie into what we talked about in the beginning, okay? And first of all, I think not having patience is the number one reason most people fail. Because society tells people that, oh, most businesses take three years three years three years right dude are you serious three years three years is like a fucking nap to me right okay most people if they're not making a trillion dollars in three fucking years they think like oh i'm failing dude i talked to a guy one time who was like yeah man we're uh we're doing we did a hundred grand um our first year our second year we did 200 grand our third year we did 750 grand and, I, and he's like, I feel like we're failing. I'm like, the fuck are you talking about? You did three times revenue in between two and three. What What are you, what, what the fuck? You know, dude, your expectations of success are so overinflated by what you see on TV and the internet. Dude, you know, and you see all these people pretending like, oh, dude, I got rich in 12 months. No, we fucking didn't. Okay. Anybody out there who tells you 12 months, 
one year, and then they're trying to sell you a program or sell you something. Dude, those people are the biggest fucking scum on the face of the earth. They're trying to take advantage of your impatience to make you believe that you're doing something wrong, which you aren't, and that they did something better than you, which they didn't, and, hey, give me 150 bucks, and I'll tell you what I did. Right. Okay? That's wrong. That's immoral. That's not the right thing. And anybody who does it out there, dude, should honestly, they're a piece of fucking shit. Right. And in those rare— and I could name a fucking dozen of them right now. In those rare occasions where, you know, forces of the universe conspire and something happens and somebody makes money overnight because of some Then that accident. story gets glorified right. and, sh- and shown all over CNN. Or the studies are— you gain the money fast, you lose it fast. Dude, because I you mean, don't have the experience exactly. with the money. Okay? So what's re- how do you know if it's working? Okay? you That's where self... Dude, that is where, like Gary says, entrepreneurship is a skill. It is a fucking skill. Right. It's a skill. Okay? You have to be able... Dude, not everybody is an entrepreneur. And sure as fuck, not everybody is a born entrepreneur. All right? So... You have to be able to understand and look at what you're doing. Look at what's going on in the business space. Look at what's going on in business as a whole. Look at what your people are doing. Look at the results you're getting. Look at the time that has been put in. And you have to make a decision. Do I need to adjust? Do I need to be patient? Do I need to turn this dial up? Do I need to turn this dial down? Do I need to turn this switch up? Do I need to turn this switch down? It's, a, it's like running a fucking soundboard if you're a DJ and trying to get the perfect fucking balance of sound, right? And you're, you're like moving this up, you know, you're moving this other switch down and you're trying to balance it all out. Dude, that's what entrepreneurship's like. It's not this fucking, you know, oh, I'm going to set these wheels in motion and let them run and then I'm going to end up where I want to be. That's not how it works. It's a constant, it's a constant data in and adjust data in and adjust observe adjust observe adjust observe adjust and if you can't do that you're probably not suited to be an entrepreneur right i love sorry. i love that metaphor that analogy it's a soundboard like well it's, i'm, I'm it's, sorry it's the equalizer you know people everybody th- yeah. dude entrepreneurship right now is the fucking thing you know 15 years ago when when fucking you know you told people you want to be an entrepreneur you were fucking stupid now it's like everybody's an entrepreneur no i'm sorry most people still aren't right because they can't do what I just said. And they're going to say, oh, well, that's a skill that's developed. That's right. It is a skill that's developed. But if you don't have the fucking uh, the natural affinity to fucking do that, just like you probably don't have the natural affinity to play in the fucking NBA, you're going to struggle. Right. And you're going to have a harder time doing these things that we're talking about. Okay? And so now the same person that asked the question that you're talking about is like, well, am I actually an entrepreneur? Dude, you know what? The reality is you could probably be a pretty good entrepreneur. You could probably develop skills to be pretty good. So don't let what I'm saying discourage you. You could probably develop skills to make great money, much better money than you're making now, and much better money than your fucking average neighbors make. Mm-hmm. But the reality of the situation is, are you going to be fucking, you know, on a level of fucking, you know, $100 million or $500 million? The fucking statistics say probably not. Right. All right. right. So what is your success? Right. right? That being said, and I know you would agree with this, if there's the guy or gal out there who is kind of questioning it, but at the end of the day, 
what they have is raw, unadulterated desire to develop those skills. Dude, you can yeah, go a long fucking way. Yeah, and you are an entrepreneur. That's I mean, right. if that if you're if you have the, just this burning desire, if you feel like you lack something and you have this burning desire to to, to gain those skills, then you're an entrepreneur. Hey, I mean, look, man, look, you're an entrepreneur if you're selling fucking snow cones mm-hmm. by definition, mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that because I've done that. I've also sold baseball cards. I've also washed cars. I've cut grass. I've sold light bulbs. Okay, I've fucking opened eight businesses and failed them all before I opened my first successful one. Mm. All right, those skills were developed during that time. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely, yeah. From the time I was six years fucking old, six, yeah. seven years old. I think so. You- so my point to what I'm saying is this: you have got to get a realistic grasp on what is going on, and that's why Gary always says when we talk. You know, and the reason I keep bringing them up is we just had the event like a day ago. The self-awareness thing, the ability to look at yourself in the mirror and be able to tell yourself the truth about what's going on, where you are, what's going on in your business, where, you know, most people get emotional about this. They get they get caught up in the emotions or the frustration or the highs and the lows, and that affects their awareness to make a decision that's going to ultimately alter the outcome in a positive way. All right. And that's where people fuck up. And so if you could develop the skill of self-awareness in your life, it'll also roll over into your business. And you should look at your business, like I said on stage the other night, as if you work for you. When you come to work, you you're take your fucking, you, you know, you take your hat off, uh, my Andy hat of being Andy Frisella, the fucking normal dude, and I put it on the fucking rack in my office, and then I put the hat on of the motherfucking CEO, and I walk out, and I look at everything that's going on, and I make decisions for the Andy that I work for, which is Andy Frisella, that walked into the building. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Two different mm-hmm. fucking dudes. All right? Look at everything unemotional. I make the decisions as if I had to report back to this other Andy, and that keeps me making the right decisions. Mm-hmm. You know? And most people can't do that. They come in, they mix all these emotions and all these feelings and all these things into their decision-making process, which makes their whole life confusing and frustrating. Mm-hmm. Deal with the facts, deal with the data, be patient, and be able to believe in your plan. If you know your plan is good and it's not working yet, look for the smallest indicators of success. When you talk to one fucking person, all right, let's say you have a plan and you're not sure, it's not working yet, but when you go out and you, you, you execute it on a one-person basis, how do those people react? Are they positive or are they negative? Well, they're overwhelmingly positive. No, what I'm saying is, if you're a fucking person... Wait, I didn't... No, yeah. I must have missed something. No, you did. You were zoning, but that's okay. But the point is, is that people who... When you have a plan and you think you're wondering if it's right or not, go out and fucking talk to the end consumer personally. Find out if it actually is received positively or negatively. That might be all you need to do. And if it's not working on a big scale yet, it's because not enough people have heard about it. And there you know your problem. You know, but if you go out and you you have this great idea or this great plan or this great adjustment you're trying to make on your business, and I say great in quotes, and you go out and you talk to people about the changes that you're trying to make, and they come back and they say, man, you know, I, that's not for me, or you're, 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 the feedback, the market isn't there, then you know what the fucking problem is. A lot of these big problems can be solved by quick guessing and actually go out and talk to your customers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A lo- most of them. Mm-hmm. So, 
you know. See, the problem with talking to you is honestly, you say things, and that that gets me deep in thought. No kidding. And I've got you said something. I got deep in thought, and I was like, wait, what did he just say? No, oh, that's so cool. I so I did zone. Hey man, but, it's all uh, right. The only other thing I would say about this is another 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 way that we might refer to this seventh deadly sin is is just simply not valuing the long game. You know, we live in a we live in an instantaneous society from from microwaves to to texting to whatever, and people are used to instant. I mean, I mean you've seen that Louis C.K. thing where he, he talks about everything's great and no one's happy. Where he yeah. talks about how we literally are living among a generation of people that when they when they text somebody and they wait for the response, it's like, come on, right. come on. And he's like, right. would you give it a second? Yeah. It's going to space. Yeah. Would you give it a second? And and I think the people that are successful are the people who realize any sort of success. Well, takes that, patience, takes so, time. So, dude, so that's also the entrepreneur. Okay, you want to know if you're an entrepreneur or not at heart? Ask yourself this question: Are you the person who wants to grow a business, sell a business, and retire, or are you the person that grows a business, loves the business, wants to do another business and another business and another business and never retire? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Like, do you just like to create? Because I, yeah, because I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm the latter. Yeah. Most successful entrepreneurs are the latter. Yeah. They're the people who want to build. They don't do it for the fucking money. Yeah. You know, they do. And people are like, Andy, you drive Lamborghinis and Rolls Royces and you fly private jets. Yeah, because I can. Yeah. But that's not why I do this shit. Right. Don't get fucking twisted. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I believe in one of the episodes where we had your dad on. I did ask him something about like what your what any regrets he had in life. And he did say like stopping like, yeah like right because he's business. a true entrepreneur yeah. and he sold his business yeah. like he thought he was supposed to yeah and now he regrets it yeah you know he regrets not being in the game you know what i mean yeah so you know ask yourself what your true reasons are yeah you know that doesn't mean you can't have a business if your goal is to retire that just means you're probably not that grade a top builder type entrepreneur and you're probably mm-hmm. a going to have to work on your skills to be an entrepreneur a little bit more than what that person would have to work. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's lots of people out there that m- make a business or two businesses or three businesses and fucking retire with absurd amount of money. And those people are entrepreneurs too. Yeah. You know what I mean? And in most cases, those people are the people that other people out there look at as successful entrepreneurs. When in reality, they're, they're probably people who are less entrepreneurs than the guy who goes out and keeps going. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So, well, I tell you, other than having really amazing guests, personally, this is my favorite thing that we do in the podcast where I like throw out pitches to yeah, you. I like it you, too. You, you don't, you don't know what's going to come. And no, you know, I like it better. Than uh, I, I, I do. And, um, you know, I, I think it's fair to say we had several home runs and, you know, I, th- I threw out some muffins to you, but I, I had a couple speed balls. A couple Man, throw, everybody knows balls. I like muffins. Yeah. <laughs> so let's be real guys. Uh, Thanks for listening. Uh, once again, just check out the website, themfco.com. Uh, connect with us. Send us questions. We love it. Uh, I mean, we got, we always have quite a few thousand emails in the, uh, in, in the inbox. And so thank you for your patience. Uh, we do try to get through those. And um, we're serious about them. We try to respond to everyone. And obviously it takes a little bit because other than Andy, I am the only other person manning the MFCEO project staff. So what we, we did add an intern, but. I don't know. Maybe I'll have her read all the emails. Well, guys, hey, I just want to say thanks for listening. Appreciate the love. Appreciate the support that you're showing on social. Um, you know, if you're getting value out of the po- out of true value out of the podcast, please let people know about it. Please share it. That's how we grow. That's how we. That's how we keep doing what we're doing. 
You know, our mission here is to influence the, the, the generation of entrepreneurs that hasn't been taught that they could be fucking great, okay? So the more ears and more eyes that we can bring to this kind of cause, you know, the better we're all going to be. So if you get value out of this, please, you know, let people know about it. That's all we ask in return. I'm not selling a fucking program. I'm not charging anything. Um, I'm just kind of enjoying the ride, but, but I would like to, to make a little bit more of a dent than we're making. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Uh, guys, I love you guys, and uh, we'll see you next time. Take it easy, guys. Take your day off. I-